seven strangers, does that not make you a serial killer? I didn't kill them every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill them? If I did, there well, would be hundreds. Well, no, it took you 12 months. Then he rings up Rex again, and that's when I looked at him and I started laughing. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Because, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? A lot better now that I don't have COVID, which I never did. There you go. <laughs> that was misleading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick background there. I thought I had symptoms and I was given a test by Danny. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and it was negative. Waited a couple more days. Did it again. Also negative. So I guess I just had one of those pre-COVID illnesses that we thought were eradicated. It's weird to think like pre-COVID, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Normal colds and stuff. They still exist. It's just... Oh, yeah. Every now and then, if we leave the window open at night, mm -hmm. I can wake up and my throat can feel a little dry. Oh, yeah. But whenever it, ha it happens now, I'm just like, COVID. <laughs> I know. It's everything. And like, <laughs> Gabe's like the only person I see. We've talked about this before. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't want to say it's unlikely for us to get it because Omicron, Omicron's cray-cray. But enough about that. Yeah. How are well, you doing besides that? Well, besides that, it's all going well. I slept like crap, but caffeine is here to save the day. So I got no complaints. How oh, about you? Good, good. Um, I just found a dollar in my pocket and that, <laughs> that made my day. So <laughs> Your mortgage is saved. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'll probably use my dollar to buy, I don't know. I'll, honestly, it'll probably go on my dresser and stay there for a while. And then you'll find it again later and, and it'll bring you as happy. much. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's just going to keep bringing me happiness, you know? Yeah. You should, you should uh, make a mark on it. <laughs> Every for, time I find yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it came from either. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Oh, mouse update. Oh, I thought it was a bat. Not a bat. Definitely a rat or a mouse. Oh, okay. Um, because I heard it chewing on things. Which is yeah. very common with not bats. Uh, so I put the traps up in the attic and have not caught anything and still living in fear. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the update. Okay, well, keep us posted. Yeah, and... well, hopefully we come to some kind of, maybe it'll leave on its own. I don't know. I sprayed <laughs> the entire perimeter of our property with peppermint oil. Oh, is that supposed to ward off rats? Mm -hmm. hmm. They hate the smell. So our backyard smells amazing. <laughs> but hopefully no more rats come in. I don't know. We'll see. If that rat is pregnant, though, they're already inside. Oh, fuck. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I don't want more. It's gross. You can hear them just like pitter-patter on the ceiling. And, and... and they don't oh, really care. Speaking of which, did I tell you about oh, the no, you creepy? Didn't. What happened? So you know the reason that I got big dogs right yeah they're protective they're like i'm a small female and i like to do like hiking and stuff like that and i have them and i feel safe right walter ruined that how so the other day i was coming out and going to work and and i bring walter with me to work sometimes and in our driveway was this guy like in our driveway staring at our house and he was not wearing shoes he was he was dressed like 
and a clean t-shirt and like nice jeans, but shoeless. And he had like longish hair that was clean. Not that it matters. And he's just like watching our house. I'm like, what? And so he looks at me. He's like, hey, um, we have like a little corner shop down the street. And he's like, hey, I was at that shop and these guys started like beating me up. So I left and um, I just need somewhere to sit down. Can I come inside? And I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I really need some ice um, for my head. And I was like, we don't have ice. And he's like, you don't have ice? And I was like, no, we actually, we don't have ice. We don't have um, the water thing on our fridge set up. And he's like, well, some cool water would be fine. And he starts like walking towards our house and I don't lock our door. Maybe I shouldn't say, I'm saying it, it's fine. (laughs) I don't lock our door. And so I'm like, oh shit, he's just going to walk right past me into our house. And Walter is just sitting there happy as can be, just like the stupidest look on his face. And the guy's like, that's a nice looking dog. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like terrified because like he was pretty big, you know? Yeah. And then my other dog, Anarchy, comes to the, we have a bedroom that faces the street and he like peeps his head through and he's, he's a scary looking dog and he just goes off like barking, like trying to get through the window. Oh shit. Yeah. And I'm like, look, you got to go away. Like if my dog goes through the window, I can't hold him back and he's really aggressive and that's not true. And I would have like peed himself, but (laughs) he looked terrifying. The guy's like, oh, oh man. Okay. And he leaves. And then the cops come and I have to like talk to the cops and um, oh. because the store had called the police because he actually did get into a fight down there. Oh. And then the cops like end up coming and they arrested him and took him away. But Walter was like, I was clearly uncomfortable and like Walter did nothing. Not That's... like nothing. Just like wanted to say hi to the guy. Meanwhile, anarchy saves the day. I know. I'm like my 12 year old huge lump. <laughs> is amazing oh man why would walter not care i don't know i mean he is still a puppy but like also he's not a protective breed necessarily his breed's a herding breed isn't it it's a guardian breed so they're more watchful and they like will protect if like something is hurting their little gang or whatever they're protecting but like since he was just watching and nothing was going on, it was fine, I guess, in his head. I don't know. Walter's like the scaredest dog I've ever met. Like, yeah, he's so, so timid. So do you think if he if he'd made a move towards you, no, then Walter would have actually jumped in? No, I don't think Walter would have done anything. I think Walter's just part golden retriever or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Walter's a lump. Yeah. So now I'm like looking into. So Anarchy's really old yeah. and. Um, Walter is one of those dogs that like needs a friend or he is freaks out. Like he needs a therapy friend. (laughs) So my whole thing is like after Anarchy dies, I'm going to just go find another dog. And now I'm like, I need another protective dog. You could get a German Shepherd. I know. Those are very protective. They are. But uh, after Anarchy, I just don't know. Anarchy. For those of you who don't know, I got him when he was three and he had like a ton of issues and I spent thousands of dollars on training for him. And like, he's great. And they call him my soul dog. I just don't know if I want to deal with that again. It's just like difficult because it's like, you want a protective dog or a sweet dog, I guess. I don't know. Well, you would have one of each because Walter's very sweet. 
He is, but like, it'd be really nice being able to have people over and not yeah. have to worry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Now I'm just like freaked out a little bit and. <sighs> just your luck too, because like I could have gone anywhere. It's like several blocks from that store mm -hmm. to, to your house. Yeah. So like, why did he stop at your house? I don't know. I wonder if maybe he had saw seen me like I'd come out earlier for a second. So maybe he saw me and he was like watching, trying to see if anybody else was home. Weird. I don't know. Because it was yeah. just my car in the driveway. But he was taken away? Yeah, the police arrested him. Did you recognize him at all? No, I've, I've never seen him before. But he, so apparently he got, he actually was in a fight or got jumped. Mm-hmm. He was actually in a fight. Um, and part of my thinking is maybe he was just trying to get inside because he knew the police were coming. Yeah. And he was trying to hide. But I yeah. don't know. All right. What if you, what if you clone anarchy? That's the dream. That really, <laughs> anarchy is like my favorite. Ugh, I can't even explain like <laughs> the bond anarchy and I have, but it's there and it's amazing. Yeah. So. I mean, cloning dogs is a thing now. <laughs> Probably for a lot of money. Oh, for sure. But um, you would get anarchy as a puppy. I know. <laughs> and then like he wouldn't have been abused as a puppy and he probably would have been a lot more trusting of more people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Walter is only eight months, so maybe he'll grow into himself. Yeah. I mean, he's still young. Yeah. I don't know. But still, a, a strange man in your driveway walking up to you like in walter's territory yeah like that should be like for any dog of most any age that should be the time to be like i bark now yeah and i've been teaching walter this thing where i let him know that people are okay by like either saying like they're okay say hi or like if there's somebody i know really close i'll hug them and like mm -hmm. that's his like cue of like oh okay yeah because before that he's usually really timid and after that, he's a lot more warm. But so I was like, okay, he's learning. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But now I'm looking at, um, so Anarchy's a German Shepherd Great Pyrenees. And I've been Googling like crazy trying to find like Another more. Mix. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. Well, Danny, I'm glad you're okay. Thanks. Sorry, Walter's a bit of a lump yeah a huge disappointment <laughs> in that aspect but he's doing his best is he though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really is <laughs> but you know well all right we should we should probably recap for our listeners coming into part two all right a recap so this is about bell gunness not guinness gunness and she was born in Norway and then she immigrated to the emigrated to the United S immigrated emigrated fuck it doesn't matter so she went to the United <laughs> States and she ended up marrying a man named are you googling it yes <laughs> so you could have used both emigrate means to leave one location that's so what, yeah so the e means exit and immigrate means to move into a non-native country. I she, think it would have been emigrated out of Norway and immigrated yes. into America. <laughs> and she ended up meeting a man named Mads, M-A-D-S. And he was a strong Nordic man. 
1884, they ended up marrying and they opened up a candy store that was extremely unsuccessful and mysteriously burned down and they collected the insurance money and then they used that money to buy a three-story house and they ended up adopt either adopting or Bella had some children either way they ended up with four kids two of those kids died before even reaching one year of age mixed reports say that these children died of possible strychnine poisoning then one day Mads came home from work with a cold and he laid down in bed and he ended up just dying mysteriously on oh he was also renewing his life insurance policy at this point and the day he died on was the only day both of his insurances overlapped so he got about what is $150,000 today crazy coincidence <laughs> it's like she couldn't have planned it better so she uses that money as well as selling her house and she buys a place that was a defunct brothel and had about 10 acres of land. And she gets in contact with a guy she had previously rented a room to and his name was Peter Gunnis and they get married. He's super handsome. And he ends up, well first, five days after being married, his daughter mysteriously dies. And then he... <laughs> He goes to, I'm like, how do I even explain this wild theory or wild thing here? Okay. So Belle says he was going over to reach for his shoes next to the fireplace. He hits his head on the mantle, like somehow a bowl of boiling broth falls on him. And then on a shelf above the fire is a meat grinder that falls on his head. <laughs> but don't worry. She takes him to bed, and then later, he must have gotten up, and she finds him laying dead in their, like, living area. <laughs> so, the doctor corner comes, and he does a post-mortem exam, and it's concluded that he died by his head injury. A jury, an inquest was held, this whole thing. Ultimately, they deem Belle innocent. They say she did not murder him, and... Uh, Belle continues living on her land. She continues to, or well, since Peter's gone, she starts looking for people to help her. And she puts an ad in the paper. It's a Norwegian language newspaper. She's from Norway. And it's for a farm laborer in Indiana. And for a while, she has almost a new guy every week coming, but they just like keep quitting and leaving but like they leave all their stuff and all their money that they brought it's very odd and the neighbors ne never see them actually leave and the neighbors <laughs> never see them leave <laughs> <laughs> so we left off talking about her entire living room was just filled with luggage yeah and we were discussing how walking into that living room if you were one of the new guys should you see that and think, okay, something's happening here? Or should you be like these men, apparently, and just chalk it up to, oh, yeah, I guess this is normal. And I said I would chalk it up to being normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gabe thinks I'm crazy. Okay. So, I mean, other people, her neighbors started to talk, obviously. They're like, 
So we noticed you have a lot of men visitors and all this luggage in your living room. <laughs> and so she starts telling people that they're just like her family members, her cousins and stuff coming to visit. And she's going to like ship them their luggage back. And um, the, these people were coming in. These family members were just coming in to help her because her husband's death, you know. Right. His tragic accidental death. Yes, where he <laughs> died with a meat grinder. It happens. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1906, Belle hires this local man to dig out a couple of holes on her land for her to put trash in. Just, like, guess the shape of the holes. Mm, I would say about human-sized like rectangular. Yeah. Yeah. Like six feet by three feet by yeah. four feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is correct. <laughs> so, I mean, don't worry. They were just for trash. That's how people, that, that's how people got rid of their trash back then. So around this time, Belle's daughter, Jenny, had turned into like this gorgeous 16-year-old woman. Still a girl. Considered a woman back then. And she was beginning to attract the attention of men. So more of these guys from the neighborhood were coming around to see her daughter and... Were they age appropriate? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was gaining attraction. People yeah. were coming to visit her. And... Um, she going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Belle's like, Jenny, we can't have you just going off and getting married and, you know, we're going to take... We're going to send you to college in California. Okay, I like, I like the plan so far. Mm-hmm. So that Jenny can get the best education possible. She can, like, be a strong, independent woman like Belle is, you know? Sure. <laughs> so a professor is supposed to come and pick her up from California. It's part of the... Is that a thing people did back then? Yes. Okay, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming so, because it was considered pretty normal. Um, oh, okay. So... On the day that Jenny is supposed to leave, she just vanishes and nobody ever sees a professor from California. Okay. And Belle's like, don't worry about it. He came. You guys just missed him. Okay. See, this I don't get. Belle could have shipped her off. Mm -hmm. Why possibly maybe kill her? I don't know. Like I mean, like, who says she killed her? I mean, I'm just saying, You're like, hypothetically escape. speaking, <laughs> why would you kill someone you are actually about to ship away? I mean, I don't know. California's expensive. College is expensive. She could have supported herself. She could have married rich. She probably could have. <laughs> but she doesn't marry rich. She possibly goes to California. I don't know. Will we ever find out? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> So Belle next hires this like local guy named Ray because she's just having so much trouble keeping any help. And he's actually from a wealthy family, but he ended up gambling away all his money and he's known to be an alcoholic. Not really somebody most people would hire. And at the same time, Belle begins to write a man named Andrew Helgelian. Cool last name. We're just going to go with it. <laughs> and he was not her usual victim. He, well, I mean, he was in that he was wealthy, but 
He had spent 10 years in prison for robbing a post office and then burning the building down to destroy evidence. So he had gone to prison for 10 years and then 12 years passed and then she contacts him. So it's been 12 years and he's been out of prison. Got it. I feel like I oh, did the sorry. most roundabout way of explaining. Wait, wait, has it been 12 years since he's been out of prison or 12 years since he's been he out committed of the crime? Wait, no, he's been out of prison for 12 years it, and then he was in prison for 10. So it's been 22 years. Got it. Since the crime. There, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to be like, you know, in his forties, fifties, right? I don't know. Sure. He did this I in think his... he's in his forties. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So he ended up like collecting his life together and he had like a couple properties. He had money, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. So she spent over a year writing to him and slowly trying to convince him to come to the farm. She like talked up the farm and she said that she would offer him a percentage of it. And she was saying like, it's just too big for her. She needs help. Like she'd be happy to, you know, like they could be partners. That would be appealing. Mm -hmm. And a quote from the letter she sent. So a quote from the letter she sent to Andrew is, I do not think a queen could be good enough for you. And in my thoughts, you stand highest above all high, and I will not let anyone stand in the way of my doing anything for you. She's trying to butter him up. Yeah, hard. <laughs> <laughs> so he kept like being like, oh, I'll come this time. And then just like putting it off, you know? So it took Belle over two years to convince Andrew to come. And she did not give up on him. And he eventually did come. And when he did, she kicked Ray out, that guy she had hired, and gave him, and she told Ray that he can sleep in the barn. And she gave Andrew his room. Does that make sense? Yeah, Ray should count himself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So um, Ray later said that he and Bill had more than a working relationship. It was a physical one as well. But after Andrew came, Belle just, like, pushed him off to the side. Andrew had come with something called banknotes, but they were not cash. So he had to go to the bank and, like, exchange the banknotes for cash. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, back then they didn't have, like, electronic stuff, so it was, like, a similar, like, thing. It was, like, all paper, you know? Yeah, so it's almost like a check. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Look at Gabe bringing in today's... Basic understanding <laughs> of modern-day banking. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably like a cashier's check. I don't know. Yeah. It was for about $75,000 in today's money. Since it was so much, it took like a little over a week for the bank to fulfill the order. Because back then it was like gold standard and they probably had to like order more that's just my guess i believe it i've never tried to take out seventy-five thousand dollars. i don't know maybe it still takes time oh i would bet yeah yeah i think there's like a certain amount of money where if you try to withdraw above it it's it, ten thousand it, right? it like triggers a response i think ten thousand yeah where we're some agency i think maybe the fbi is like this must be a ransom -ish situation I don't even have that much money. It's okay, Danny. You could. 
be sold. <laughs> so, um, after the order is fulfilled, Bell and Andrew go back to the bank to pick it up. And Bell makes sure to mention how Andrew had been sick the last few days. She's just gossiping around the bank like, oh, Andrew has been so down in the dumps lately. I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Tell random strangers at a bank. Mm-hmm. So then, the next morning, Belle sends Ray on an errand in a distant town. And he ends up later saying that the errand was like a wild goose chase that led to nothing. It was like to go like trade his horse for another horse, but the horse person he was supposed to meet didn't exist. Huh. So he wasted like a whole day. But when he came back, Andrew was gone. Weird. Mm-hmm. Mm Wonder what now, happened there. I don't know. We'll find out. So Belle had told Andrew not to tell anyone where he was going, like in the letters they had been talking about, okay. corresponding with each other. And she was like, it would be so fun for you to come get settled in. We can like get everything figured out. And then we can surprise your whole family with an invite to visit the farm. And it'll be like, such a big surprise that you now own part of this and like it'll be so fun okay that's, that's not the worst like cover story to give him are you kidding me that's terrible i mean i could kind of see why that might appeal to him because he'd be like oh yeah like i'm gonna be part owner of a farm like that's crazy and yeah it would be nice just to surprise my family with this and we have a farm so they could stay because there's a lot of space <laughs> sure <laughs> I would write off a bunch of luggage, but this would weird me out. Really? <laughs> you that? would write this off, but the luggage would be fine. Yeah. If I was actually the owner of a large property, I well, probably would wait to surprise people well, with it. Well, it worked on Andrew and he didn't tell anybody, but that he, part, see that part, I'm like, you should have told somebody where you're going at least. <laughs> okay. But what he didn't do is he, so she had told him to sell like whatever he owned in like bring all that money with him because now this is his new life like invest in this new life don't hold back kind of thing right well he didn't listen to her on that he kept a cabin and he did not sell that and after andrew disappeared his brother was like where did he go and he went to the cabin to see if he was there and what he found was all the letters bell sent him Ooh. Mm -hmm. and they still exist Really? Yeah. To stay. You can like read like all the quotes from them and stuff. That's Very interesting. Cool. Yeah. So for some reason at this time, Belle and Ray got into a really big argument about what? I don't know. Nobody knows because they're dead now. But not because of murder, but Spoiler because Spoiler alert, Danny. No, I mean like it's been what? Over a hundred years. Come on. <laughs> so Belle and Ray got into a really big argument and Ray ends up leaving the farm so fast that he didn't even bring his belongings. And Belle hires a new man named Joseph to replace him. But Ray comes back. He's not dead. He comes back and he's like, I want my belongings back. And Belle's like, no. So he ends up hiring a lawyer who tells him, like, go back again, demand your stuff, and threaten to file a lawsuit if she doesn't give it back. So Ray goes back and then Belle like gets a gun and scares him off and she actually calls the police and has him arrested for harassment and he ends up being fined one dollar 
Belle does not give up after this. She keeps calling the police and telling them that Ray has returned and he's insane. And the police have Ray examined and he is deemed sane, not crazy. And he's like released, but Belle continues to press charges about harassment and trespassing and all this stuff. And it goes to trial and the defense attorney begins questioning her about her past husbands and their life insurance policies. And oddly enough, Ray is fined again. And they're like, you got to stop harassing this woman. And it doesn't seem like there's proof that he kept coming back. Like there's not witnesses or anything. Every time she'd call the police, they'd come and he'd be gone by then. Hmm. So I don't know if he did or not. Like if he actually was harassing her. Yeah. But don't come to any conclusions yet, okay? Okay. So, (laughs) but like Belle's clearly nervous because people are now like noticing her because that was like a pretty public trial and they brought up her past relationships and then her husband's died and she got a bunch of money and then she's had all these men and it's weird, right? Yes. I mean, especially for that time, a Mm -hmm. a lady could not have that many gentleman callers and... And go unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, like the worst time possible, Andrew's brother contacts Belle and she tells him that Andrew did briefly stop by, but continued on on a search to find his other brother who had a gambling addiction. So. So this family just has a history of gambling. No, no, no. You're thinking of Ray. Oh, right. Andrew was the one in prison. And then he has a brother that we don't know about. And then he has a second brother who's now looking for him, Andrew. Okay. That's confusing. It doesn't matter. Okay. So Andrew's brother is like, I don't believe you. I'm going to come and just like see the town and start a search for my missing brother. And before he comes, so he like gives her a day. He's like, I'm going to come down this day. Like we can start a search. It'll be fine. But... Before he comes, Belle goes to the store and casually starts venting to the clerk about how scared she is about Ray and how she's worried that he's going to burn down her farm. Naturally. Mm-hmm. And next, she goes to a lawyer, and she says she wants to update her will because she's so scared that Ray is going to either kill her or try to burn down her farm with her in it. She's, like, being very specific about this whole, like, farm burning business. Which is weird because, like, she has a past history of fires. <laughs> hey, fires happen. I mean, look, look at California. It's always on fire. Yeah. Okay. So she ends up changing her will to leave everything to her three children, which... Wait, speaking of which, where have they been this whole time? They've been fine. They've been going to school, living on her farm. They're not allowed in the basement for some reason. At any point where the kids like, hey, where are all these dudes disappearing off so the only one who ever mentioned anything was jenny and that was when peter died the one who was hit with the meat grinder (laughs) and at school she casually told her friend mama killed peter but don't tell anyone and then after that got out she suddenly changed her story to be like no just kidding he was hit with a meat grinder i was just being a liar okay (laughs) weird right A little weird, but hey, kids do lie. Yeah, so Belle leaves everything to her three children, but that does not include 
Jenny, her fourth kid who is at college. Weird, very weird. Why wouldn't she leave anything to Jenny? To make her stronger. To be like, Jenny, you are the best of my children and you don't need handouts because you're too busy making it in California and not <laughs> rotting away in, in a hole somewhere. Well, I thought it was weird. And then she says, if her children were to die, she'll leave it to this like local orphanage, all her money. Well, that's nice. <laughs> well, she like had a thing for adopting kids, remember? Yeah, and making men disappear. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Belle next goes to the bank and withdraws almost $1,000. Then she goes to the store and buys candy for her kids. And when asked by the store clerk if it's like a special occasion, she says, no, I am just giving them a little surprise. That's nice of her. Yeah. So next she goes and buys groceries from the grocery store and a large thing of kerosene. Hmm. She's starting a bonfire. Yeah, a little surprise. <laughs> so that night, she cooks this huge dinner for everybody at her farm, which is her three kids, her, and Joseph, the helper guy. They all go to bed with really full tummies, and later, Joseph wakes up to the smell of smoke. So he runs outside, and the house is burning. The way the house is set up, his bedroom is on like one side and then like there's like the kitchen and stuff and living and stuff. And then on the other side is Belle and her kid's room. So he runs outside and notices like the fire is on the other side of the house. It's where Belle and her kids are. But the fire is like so intense that he can't go in and he like raises the alarm and the whole neighborhood comes and blah, blah, blah. But the fire is like so intense that they end up having to wait for it to burn itself out before being able to even approach the house. And it's deemed arson because the fire was so hot and dangerous, there's like no other way it could have naturally gotten that way. Oh boy. Yeah. What happened to the kids? We'll get there, Gabe, we'll get there. So there's rumors that Belle started the fire, naturally, of course, but then people are like, wait a second, Belle kept talking about Ray and she had this feud going with Ray the guy that she kicked out when Andrew came to live in the barn. And then they had an argument. And then she kept telling people, I think he's going to set my house on fire. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. So people like naturally are like, wait a second. She warned us about this. And so they start to turn on Ray. <laughs> so it took days, but eventually four bodies were found in the remains of the house. From where the bodies were found, it seemed as though the adult, Belle, had heard the fire and gotten all her kids together and she tried to shield them with her body, but they all burned to death. But weird, Belle's head was missing and her body was so charred that even the bones were like practically disintegrating. This lady, did she dig up the corpses and put them in this position? I don't know. So the police find Ray <laughs> at his new job and he's like, I've been here the whole time just working. And they take him in for questioning. And he's like, the night of the fire, I was with Elizabeth Smith. And she corroborate corroborated. <laughs> she does that with his story. And she says that he was with her all night and then he left 
to get to work around 4 a.m. Unfortunately, Elizabeth was not white. She was black, and therefore the alibi did not help Ray very much. Mm-hmm. And Ray was, this is 1908, by the way, in Indiana. So Ray was arrested and held without bond until his trial. The entire time, volunteers continued to search for Bell's head. Mysteriously missing head. (laughs) Fires do that sometimes. I know. The body was in really bad shape. It was missing some limbs. Ultimately, the coroner was like, the head must have just burned off in the fire. How are you a coroner? This coroner is questionable. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So Andrew's brother, Asley... (laughs) That one. Oh, yeah. The guy who is asking questions about his brother who had gone missing. Yeah. He starts chatting with the neighbors and he finds out about the fire and how Belle's dead. And he's like, well, I'm never going to find my brother. But he's walking around the property and notice like loose dirt, you know, like where somebody had like buried something. And he's like, wow, it's oddly a rectangular shape. (laughs) (laughs) And After, like, talking with neighbors and finding out about, like, oh, she had visitors all the time, blah, 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 you know, he's like, I'm just going to dig. Like, let's see what she's hiding. And I don't know if he expected to find a body or if he was just, like, curious about what she was doing and wanted to, like, find out more. But either way, he dug up a hole and he found a body and... He calls the sheriff, the sheriff comes, and the sheriff gets people, and they dig up the whole body, and it's chopped up, but they put it back together, and they show Asley, and he says, that's definitely my brother. How does he know? It's Andrew, because they found the head. But how would you know from the bones? Oh, no, no, this is a fresh body. Oh, okay, sorry, I thought it was, like, already super decomposed. Mm-mm. Right, because... Andrew had only died a few weeks prior. Right, okay. Yeah. So, the sheriff has all these, like, mysterious dump holes dug up, and they find more bodies. They find four victims, two men, one woman, one female adolescent, and all of these bodies are cut up into, like, about six pieces. So it's like she had a system... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And they were able to identify the adolescent female as Jenny, who supposedly had gone off to college because they were able to identify her through her hair. It was like Jenny's hair on the skull. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. So pretty much overnight, Belle went from this like brave mother who tried to save her children, you know, to just a straight up evil demon. And they began to suspect that the headless body was not Belle, but was in fact another victim and Belle was still alive. And big surprise, the police keep digging up the body and they find more. So the body count came to nine after two days of digging. So she just goes viral. And newspapers come up with some great names like the Indiana Ogress, (laughs) (laughs) the Human Vampire, the High Priestess of Murder, the Queen of Crime, that kind of thing. And police even tried to dig up the yard of the house that she first owned with Mads. They're like, maybe she was doing this before and we just didn't even know. But it had been bought by new people and they refused. 
Hmm. So the police didn't get to dig that up. And then people also began to speculate that Belle was also a baby farmer. We talked about that with Amelia Dyer, where you like get paid to take in babies to supposedly like adopt them out. Yeah. But some of these women just killed the babies. But there's not really any actual evidence to back that up. Like it doesn't seem like she did it on a baby farming scale. Yeah. It's just yeah. But wait, the, the three kids' bodies that were found with her supposed body. Mm-hmm. Those were her actual kids? As of now, it looks like it. Okay. However, it was like a really controversial view that she was a baby farmer and it didn't really seem to have much basis. So then Ray, the guy Bell constantly called who was harassing her or whatever, but was her like helper slash lover before then, before Andrew, he recalls how Bell had him by a lot of rat poison and chloroform and he thought it was strange but he was like whatever <laughs> it's fine <laughs> and police realized she would put out ads and correspond with men and it was common for her to offer them partial ownership of her farm for a fee and she would convince them to sell everything and bring cash to the farm to start a new life And then she would poison them and take her time dismembering them in the basement where the children were not allowed. And then she would bury them in the yard. So you know how she went viral? There were hundreds of people after the fire who came out and were like, I saw Belle here from like New York all the way to like California, like all over. Yeah. So at first the police were like trying to follow up with all the, these leads, but it was really hard because there were so many. And then this entire farm was like turning into this like media frenzy, like people coming to see it from all over. And the police are like having a really hard time and the police end up finding more bodies on the farm, but like it's really difficult and they definitely don't do a thorough job like they should. And all the bodies were decapitated and mutilated in a way where it's almost thought that she perhaps was motivated by more than just financial gain. Like, it wasn't like she just, like, was trying to get rid of the bodies. It was like she was dismembering them and cutting them up and, like, doing unnecessary stuff to them where the people Uh, back then hypothesized that it was more than financial. I guess I could sort of see what they're getting at since she was burying the bodies anyway in these like shallow graves mm-hmm. where dismembering them did see. I mean, really dismembering was probably just so she could carry the pieces more she easily. She could easily, she could like carry 200 pound pigs and slaughter them. Damn. She, she was strong. Still, surely that would be... Just to make riskier. her life easier. Yeah, like carrying a 180-pound man, like dead weight, mm-hmm. to a hole. Yeah. That's I mean, a we'll, lot more work. We'll never really know. So the woman who was found, the dead headless woman, was thought to be about 5'2 and 130 pounds. If you recall, Belle was around 5'7 and 280 pounds. Yeah, that seems odd. Also, where did she get this female body? So people from around town were like, oh, the day before the fire, I saw Belle meet this woman at the train station 
And she was offering her a job and this woman came in to take the job. And they're like, she was a smaller woman. It could have easily been her. And this woman just like disappeared after this. Damn so, <laughs> but you know that wonderful corner we talked about earlier? Yeah. So he comes out and he's like, nah, not Belle. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. At this point, they have found 12 bodies at the farm. And this is including the four in the fire. And people are like, there's no way a woman could have done this by herself. Like, there's no way. She had to have had help. And obviously, Ray must have helped her. So they had released him originally after they thought Belle had, like, escaped and survived, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they re-arrest him when the coroner's like, nah, it's Belle. <laughs> and also, they're like, she needed help. So he's arrested again, and... Belle had some dental work done and she had like four porcelain teeth, like a bridge. It's called a bridge. It's like four teeth like together okay. put in. And they had a backing of gold. This is just like from the dentist. He's like, the teeth would have survived a fire. So if she's dead, her teeth should be there. Even though her head's missing, like say her head disintegrated, the teeth would be there. Okay, so yeah. the town is like, we're going to find these teeth. Like, we're going to sift this ash to decide if she's alive or not. So they come up with this, like, huge, long thing to sift the ashes. And they spend hours, not hours, they spend, like, a shit ton of time, like, taking ash from the site, sifting it, going through. And they find... A lot of men's watches, like a lot, I think over 12, and they find jewelry, and then they find some teeth, and the dentist confirms them to be Belle's teeth, and the weird thing is these teeth are not burned. They look pretty clean and new, and it's weird, right? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, if, she, if she'd pulled her teeth out uh -huh. prior to the fire... She's a genius. Yeah, or after but, but, the fire yeah, and planted them. <laughs> them being clean. I know. But it's just like weird. Like some people are like, no, this is what teeth would have looked like. Like these would have survived the fire. Like if you look at the watches that were found of gold, they also were like in pretty good condition. So it's just like, I don't know. And then also back then, how accurate are they at knowing like, how tall the skeleton would have been, you know? I don't know. I mean, if the, if only the head is missing, you but can- But some of the bones were like straight up disintegrated, like limbs were missing. Yeah, but you can, you can still come up with a rough estimate. Like someone whose torso is, you know, a certain length, their limbs are realistically going to be within a certain range. I know, I'm just trying not to lean towards one side. I feel like my bias is showing. <laughs> Play devil's advocate with me, Gabe. <laughs> so, Ray's taken to trial. It's like a really long trial. There's over 40 witnesses who spoke and like over 140 people who were interviewed to be jurors. Mm -hmm. And it took the jurors 26 hours to come to a verdict. Ultimately, they took into account like how many times Ray had been arrested for harassing Belle. 
and that he had previously threatened her and how the fire could have technically been started after he left Elizabeth's house and how he was seen walking down Belle's road that morning. However, like, it wasn't proven to be Belle's, like, the jury wasn't fully convinced it was Belle's body. And they talk about how, like, perhaps he had helped her with the murdering and all that stuff. But ultimately, this trial is just for the murder of Belle. And they don't think there's enough evidence. So they find him guilty of arson, but not murder. They think he started the fire. Okay. So... Ray ends up getting TB and dying. Bummer. <laughs> after being in prison, so we will never know if he did help her or not. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Did he claim his innocence until the end? We will get there. So, okay. <laughs> Ray, before dying, Ray got close to, like, this priest in prison, and the priest comes out after, like, Ray's death and hints that Ray might have low-key mentioned being jealous of Andrew and possibly assisting Belle with that murder and like making some vague comments about like how maybe Ray had helped Belle escape or how Ray was supposed to start the fire and Belle was supposed to get out but then like she never met him and like all this stuff but the priest can't like doesn't actually come out and like say it he like is all these vague things you know Mm -hmm. it's just super frustrating and then the priest just like refuses to give a straightforward answer and then because like it's confession it's private but he's a priest in prison oh was he a prisoner or just no 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 like like in for the prisoners got it okay (laughs) (laughs) okay so then this newspaper releases this huge confession that they received from Ray, apparently, that he had started the fire and Elizabeth helped him. And then she's arrested, but then this is like all after Ray's dead. And then she's ultimately released because there's like no actual evidence. And then apparently, Elizabeth always told Ray's lawyer that on her deathbed, she would tell him everything, like everything she knew. And so on her deathbed, she's like, get me Simmons, the lawyer. Give me the lawyer. And the the lawyer's out of town. So he rushes to get to her side and she dies before he gets (gasps) there. And she never tells anybody anything. Why wouldn't she just tell the nearest person something or write it down? I don't know. They're dying. Who gives a... I don't know. Because she wanted to be mysterious. She probably thought he'd get there. I don't know. That is dumb. Yeah, it's very frustrating. So, there's this woman named Esther Carlson. And supposedly, there's like no... Okay. She was arrested for, like, murdering a guy with poison for insurance money. And it's in LA. And it gets, like, a lot of notoriety... Is that the right word? Yeah. Like a lot of notice in LA. So it was in 1931 that she's like going to trial for this murder. And she ends up dying of natural like causes, but it gets a lot of notoriety in LA. And people see her and they're like, she looks like Belle Gunness. So if you look at that picture I had sent you. Oh, snap. So I don't know. Let's do the math. 31 minus 08. 
Wait, okay, but, so it's 23 years later. Okay, yeah. So, How old was she born again? 84? 1884 or something? So the actual two people are supposedly 10 years apart, age difference. Mm -hmm. But this picture is of Belle Gunness in 1908 on the right. Mm -hmm. And the left is Esther Carlson in 1930. Oof, that's a tough one. The nose is very different. The face is much thinner. Mm -hmm. But you know, weight loss is totally normal towards the end of your life. Yeah. I so like know. it could be, but you're right. The nose is very different. Like it could totally be somebody else. But also I read, so your nose and your, people say your nose and your ears keep growing your whole life. Mm -hmm. I read it's not actually, they don't actually grow. It's just gravity pulls them. <laughs> So, it is longer, you're right. So yeah. it's longer, but that's like quite a bit longer, you know? Yeah, like I personally don't think it's her. But the weird thing is that the one on the left, Esther Carlson, she was an immigrant and she didn't really have any paperwork of existence before 1908, which is the year Gunnis died. Hmm. So it's like, will she, is she, isn't she... You know? Yeah. And then in, you want to hear the most annoying thing ever? Yeah. So, 2007, with the permission of descendants of Belle's sister, you know, Belle's sister, who yeah, she my... ended up stopped talking to. Yeah. Okay. So, with permission of them, the in 2007, the headless body was exhumed from Gunnis's grave, and... Forensic anthropologists took DNA and tried to compare it to the saliva that was on those letters, like sealing oh, the envelope cool. and stamps, yeah. to see if it was her. And the DNA had been too disintegrated. Like it was, it wasn't usable from the stamps anymore. So it was inconclusive. The DNA on the stamps, not, not the body. Right. Shoot, but it but it couldn't have been her, right? That body, the five three one. No, I don't think it was her. Yeah, is it this woman on the on the left? Is it Esther, the old one? Yeah. Could that have been her? I don't know. She don't... also seems to have a pretty prominent mole on her on her left cheek. Which, oh, that's a good point. Which I didn't Bella notice. Doesn't have. Mm-hmm. But could it have arisen from yeah. sun exposure? It could have, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's the same person. Yeah. Something about the eyes, too. They're very different. But I know, you know, the right angle and you could... Yeah. And they look... No, never mind. I'll tell you later. I don't know. If we Maybe we could have someone, like, color correct these photos. Mm-hmm. Or, like, enhance them. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, super interesting. <laughs> she definitely... That's Belginis. She... Definitely killed 14 people. This is all the people, the bodies that were on her farm, plus her two husbands. And then she's thought to have killed up to 44 people. She definitely killed more than 13, in my opinion. The police never finished excavating the land. And then, like, she could have started before coming to that farm, you know? Yeah. So, that's Balconis. <laughs> Well, Belle, you are a pretty dang effective serial killer. Mm-hmm. And if she got away, 
Like if she got away and like lived out her life. I think she did. But did she kill her own kids for this? Oh, right. So this Elizabeth woman, no, not Elizabeth, Esther. Sorry. Oh. I call her Elizabeth in my head and I don't know why. <laughs> so, <laughs> this Esther Carlson, she had three kids as well, the same age that Bells would have been. So mm. people are like, oh, did she? Did she take them? But are there any photos of the kids before they presumably died? Bells? Yeah. There are. Let me see them. And are there any photos of Esther's kids? Hell, did any, wouldn't the kids have confessed at some point? Like, oh yeah, our mom was Belle Gunness. I don't know how young the kids were. They might not have remembered. So I got a picture here of Belle's kids. I don't see any of Esther's. I do think they were Belle's kids though. I think she murdered them. Because I mean, like she murdered Jenny. Why would she bother taking these kids with her? True. Yeah. Jeez. I wonder if her farm is a like a tourist attraction to this day. Ooh, that's a good question. Is it? There's a Gunness exhibit in La Porte County Historical Museum. And there's a recreation of the Gunness farm and lots of photos. Ooh, Belle Gunness and the Haunted Farm of the Indiana Serial Killer. Okay, this is on yesterday's america and the murder site where all this took place is supposedly haunted cool. let's go visit it i'm down to see a ghost yeah. i don't know if i told you but one of my bucket list items is to punch a ghost <laughs> wouldn't your hand just go through it if they can touch us why can't we touch them <laughs> i was thinking what if you like get a pair of brass knuckles and you get it blessed by like a priest a rabbi a pastor you know whoever does blessings then surely like one of those religions will stick and then you can land a punch on a ghost. Apparently there's just like a bunch of houses on the property now. Haunted houses. Probably, but I doubt people would let us in on. Assholes. Well, Danny, thanks for the cool story. Pretty awesome case to have a two-parter on and ends on a pretty damn good cliffhanger. <laughs> Very annoying one. Like, can you imagine if that DNA, like, wasn't too old and unusable? Like, Oh, yeah, but we the body know. was, like, five inches short. Like, th that wasn't her. But, like, where is she? I don't think it's that woman, Carlson. I don't. Yeah. Well, I, just, like, I think it think was about cool. the kids uh -huh. is more compelling because, you know, these coincidence, like, those are a lot of coincidences stacking up. I still don't think it's her. I think it I think it's, is what it is. I think it's coincidence. Yeah. I mean, it, it is pretty, just, just looking at the photos and, you know, we'll post it on Instagram so you mm -hmm. guys could take a look for yourselves and maybe even do some diving. Yeah. But some digging, I should say. <laughs> but yeah, they look, they look like fairly different. I think so. Like even if you account in age and weight loss. Yeah. I mean, the nose is like the biggest part for me and like it could be the angle of Esther. She's like looking more down. But her nose looks to be like almost twice as long. Like it's it's pretty prominent. Mm-hmm. The lips look a little different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The eyes. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. Maybe one of you guys can chime in. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, that's Bell Gunnas. All right, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you all. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, if you feel like it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And let us know 
things, thoughts, opinions. How to get rid of rats in your attic. <laughs> that too. Please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all. Bye.